0: Welcome back to episode 21, uh, our bowl game extravaganza. Um, it's the kind of the last, I guess, second to last yeah. college football episode or show or whatever that we'll be doing this year because we'll still have the national championship game. But uh, so. Once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you could, on social media, like, share, follow, all that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards Podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on, give us a review, subscribe, all that stuff. And most importantly, uh, just share this with somebody. You know, Word of mouth spreads this more than anything else. At least here locally, and that's kinda of where we have to reach out to first. So any little plug you can give us we appreciate and it it helps, you know, helps us build a little bit. We can keep doing this and we're gonna keep doing it anyway. Oh yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. But so just to look into this week, obviously it's gonna be we have forty bowl games that we're gonna pick. Yes, forty. We are picking them all today with the exception of the national championship game. So we will pick both the playoff games and we will pick every single other bowl game. So the pick'em standings are going to be drastically affected by today. So we'll see. I got a little bit of a hole to make up, but it can be done in 40 games. That's basically <laughs> <the> whole, that's <laughs> half of what we've done already this season. So. Yeah, that's four weeks. And then we're, we'll touch on a little bit of Michigan Michigan State basketball and uh, discuss the Chase Young. Story, I think you could call it. I don't know. That kind of came out. We'll hit on that a little bit before we get into the pick em, and then we'll shut this down with a little bit more on the Lions and their drive for number two. And that's the number two pick, not the number two seed. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But I think first things first, we'll touch on college basketball a little bit. Last week, I know when we recorded, Michigan was getting ready to play Illinois yep. uh, in Champaign. And I know... That when that game actually opened, Vegas had Illinois as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Michigan loses by nine on the road. Um, And another game where they can't hit a single shot when they need to. And they got absolutely punished on the boards by Kofi Coburn, which, which is a kid is a frickin' monster of a center, but... All in all, I think the game, it was just, it felt sloppy. I didn't stay up and watch it, but I rewatched it when I got home from work the next day. And it just felt kind of sloppy in the second half. I mean, Michigan had one foul in the first half of the game, and then I think they finished with, what have we got here, 7 9. 14, 16. They finished with 18 fouls. So it's 17 fouls in the second half. Whew. Illinois was shooting the double bonus at the 10-minute mark of the second Ooh. half. So I mean, and, and a lot of them were fouls. I mean, you know, you get times where college refs try to take advantage of a game or take over a game, and from what I saw, they looked like fouls. It just was like lazy, sloppy. So tough loss on the road, sticking with the trend of no Big Ten team has won a road game yet cool. in conference this year. All the home teams have won every game so far in the Big Ten. So I think as far as losses go, it's not a terrible loss because this isn't an Illinois team of years past yeah. or they're going to be the bottom of the conference. I think this is a team that pushes through the tournament. I think they can get in. So, not a, I mean, no losses are good losses, but in college right. basketball, there's losses that you can forgive. So, and then last Saturday, uh, Michigan State was at Little Caesars Arena. Yep. Versus the Oakland Grizzlies, right? Yep. And I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't watch any I of it. Either. I haven't rewatched any of it. I know they won big, and I know they still struggled to shoot the ball. Yeah. So the the big question mark is still there. Is can they find somebody to make shots for them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're they're gonna have to do it because the way the Big Ten's looking is there's, there's there's not. You got a couple teams that are gimme games and maybe one tonight for them in Northwestern, but
1: it's on the road. Yeah. And like we just said, nobody's won a road game yet in the Big Ten. Well, we we talked about, it, I believe it was last week or the week before, kind of how we saw the hierarchy of how the Big Ten was going to play out. And I mean, that just proves your point. Yeah. You know, Ohio State goes to Minnesota and gets upset by Minnesota, and yeah. nobody was. Purdue goes to Nebraska, and yeah. Nebraska yeah. is. Awful. Like they have
0: no returning starters. Like two returning players, they're transfer you right now, and they beat Purdue and they beat them pretty badly, if I remember correctly. Like it was, it was ugly, if I remember. I mean it.
1: It just comes to show you that Big Ten college basketball as a whole is just completely wide open this year, which is.
0: Yeah, it's Nebraska awesome. beat
1: Purdue seventy to fifty six. <laughs>
0: wow! Like and, that, and and that is a legitimately a bad Nebraska team. Like they, they are, are bad. That is a bad loss. So I mean, the Big Ten is it's it's going to be a roller coaster mm-hmm. of a season, and it'll be interesting. I think right now, if you had to pick, Ohio State's probably the cream of the crop. They've yeah. just been the most complete team. But Ohio State, Maryland, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. Those teams are all going to be right there in the hunt. I mean, you're gonna, I think there's legitimately five teams that could win the conference right now. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other game, Saturday, Michigan at home versus Oregon. Uh, a lot of college basketball guys saying this has been the bet that was one of the best games in college basketball season so far. And I mean, it was a good game to watch. As a basketball fan, as a Michigan fan, I wanted to rip my face off watching <laughs> it. Michigan gets down 16 early, and again, can't hit anything. They couldn't throw a basket into a bathtub. I mean, they couldn't hit anything. And slowly they they trickled their way back and they fought back into it and uh, got it into overtime, lost it in overtime. And to me there was just a few things to take away from there and it's the emergence. One of Brandon Johns as a sophomore He he has really started to show the athleticism that you saw in him being a recruit, which is great for Michigan and their depth. They need that. Uh, Franz Wagner slowly, you're starting to see his legs get underneath him and he's starting to show why athletically and offensively, there you can see the NBA potential there. Still got a long ways to go. But the troubling thing for me was Xavier Simpson. The kid that is normal, he's known for his defense, known to be a lockdown defender. And now I admit that Peyton Pritchard, Oregon's point guard, is he is legit and he's a great player. But this isn't the first time this season that Xavier's gotten owned by somebody, mm-hmm. and it's becoming a disturbing trend and it's got to change. And I almost in, in Michigan's three losses, you can see it in Xavier where. These, guys, these guards are taking advantage of him, and he's a, he's a, he's a talker. Mm. It's known that he talks. It's known that he talks smack to everybody. But when the, the, when the shit talking has started this year, you can almost see him try to do too much and try to play outside of his abilities, and it's costing this team. I mean, there are some times where I've wanted Jawan Howard to yank him out of the game and sit him down and just reel him back in and be like, hey, you're great. When you're distributing the ball, not trying to score every time. Yeah. He sits there and beats the ball until it's out of air, and it's just, it it, it gets maddening. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes the rest of the season. But, I mean, credit to Michigan, you don't. Granted, you're at home. You should never get down 16 at home to anybody. But they did get down, and a lesser team just collapses and goes home and calls it quits. But they got a couple cakewalk games now Mm -hmm. before they get into the big game next Next, or the first part of the year, yeah, because January fourth is Michigan, Michigan State first game, so it's gonna be a fun one. We'll uh, we'll touch on that a little bit more before we get done here, but and then State's got a couple more. Yeah, I think they have another uh, I quote unquote bye game after they got Northwestern tonight, and
1: then they got Eastern on Saturday. Yeah, So that's and then they follow up with Western on the 29th then the second Ooh, that's a tough
0: turnaround for them mm-hmm. illinois but they're at home so that's that's a plus at least illinois yeah. on the second and michigan on the 5th so that's a tough turnaround that's they, they need to these games against eastern and western they've got to find their offensive mm-hmm. rhythm because otherwise those are two games they could very very easily lose but uh We'll see. College basketball's after the holidays. It's going to be full, full swing, up. and it's going to be it'll be a dogfight to see. So, if you had to make a pick right now, who wins the Big Ten regular season, regular season? Yeah, it's a long season, twenty game schedule. That's the, mm, I'm going to still go Ohio State. Ken Palm had Ohio State going 15 and five in the Big Ten. That's impressive. Yeah. If you go 15 and five in the Big Ten, I think you're a, a
1: minimum a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I I really think Ohio State. Like you said, they're. They are, they appear to be the superior team. They play extremely good on defense
0: and they have legitimate options to score Mm -hmm. the ball. Caleb Lesson losing all the weight that he lost has proven to be massive early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, their beat, their win against North Carolina, like Michigan's, doesn't look as good because North Carolina might not make the tournament now, it seems like, now with Cole Anthony hurt. Yeah. But, uh,. They still they beat Villanova by the same amount. I mean they they've got some good wins by comfortable margins. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. The Big Ten season is going to be fun. Uh, like I said I think I think there's legitimately five teams. Yeah. That could sneak up there and win it. And there's go, there's going to be teams that get beat on the road by teams they shouldn't. Just like Purdue lost to Nebraska. Yeah. There's going to be more of that. Northwestern's going to get somebody at home. Yeah. Does it start with Michigan State tonight? I mean could be. If you don't make shots. And Michigan State's proven to not make shots. It, it'll be interesting. So can can Northwestern keep the trend alive yeah. of the home team always winning, or does Michigan State snap it? What do you think? Sparty snaps it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think logic would say yeah. Mm. I think you think they have to. They're just they're far more talented. Yeah. But I still no word on Rocket Watts if he's mm. gonna play. You I mean you gotta score the ball. You're gonna have to knock down shots. So we'll see. When we when we come back next time we'll have to we'll have to do a big recap and there'll be a lot to talk about basketball-wise. Yeah. So uh the other topic was Chase Young. Yeah. So what do you what, what do we got here? What's the whole Chase Young so, saga?
1: So Chase Young, before the Heisman ceremony, came out and essentially just said that He has no intention of going into the NFL right now. His focus is solely at Ohio State and essentially that he's coming back for his senior year. Now, I don't know if that's a testament to him seeing the teams he could possibly go to because, I mean, it's a similar situation. How would
0: you want to possibly go to Detroit or, I guess, where's he from? Is he from Ohio?
1: I'm from Pennsylvania. I think he might be from Pennsylvania. But, Keep I going, mean, you could out. potentially go to Cincinnati. That's a train wreck. Ugh. Go to the Giants. A train wreck. Go to the Redskins. Train wreck. Dolphins. Dolphins show promise, but they're not going to take them. So, I mean, it, it turned into, I think it just turned into another Justin Herbert situation um, where he kind of is seeing the writing on the wall and he's seeing the teams that he could end up with and he just doesn't want to go there. Right. Now with that all that being said though, I mean the other question is is why wouldn't you go? Because now you're risking Serious injury next season. If you do come back, he's from Maryland. That's right, because of the whole Maryland. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, So I, to me, I, I don't buy it. I, I think he is entering. I think he's just trying. There's been enough spotlight on him this season that I think he's trying to get some of that off of him. Um, I think that he's. I think he's doing the right thing. He's not trying to make it all about him. He's trying to keep it as the focus on the team, sure. trying to get ready for their playoff matchup against Clemson, which is going to be huge for him. So I, I don't know. I, I don't buy it. I think he he is entering because, I mean, you're 19, 20 years old. Like, why wouldn't you nah. do that now? That so
0: I do believe him. Mm-hmm that he's not thinking about it right now. Right. Because you you better hope he's thinking about Clemson and how he's going to stop or Etienne and Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So I I believe that he's not thinking about it right now, but I don't believe that he's going to be back because you're dumb. If you come back, you're dumb. That's dumb. There's no part of any of that of him coming back that makes sense. Yeah. And that's not me being a Michigan fan not wanting to see him again. That's just it's
1: just logic. Well, he's already graded now higher than both the Bosa brothers and yeah. we see what they do. Yeah. There's no reason for him to come back. Now. He's not coming back. And if he does I mean,
0: good for him for wanting yeah. to his degree. But wow, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean he he's been there three years. He should he could have his bachelors by now. Could I mean, he can, there's a lot of guys that graduate in three years. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. There's no way he's coming back. No, there's just no. There's there's no. I I I don't see it. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. He's not coming back. He's not coming he's, back. It's not happening. He's he's gonna leave. He's gonna he's gonna go first overall to the Bengals
1: because that's what should happen to the Lions. That's what should happen to the Bengals too. <laughs> I mean, he's by far the best player in this draft, yeah. and it's not even close. So I yep. mean, he should go number one. But will he? We'll see in April. Yep. So uh, I don't know anything else. Michigan State
0: basketball or no, man. I'm uh, news before we get into this this uh, extravaganza. I'm, I'm ready to it uh, Extravaganza. I'm ready to go bowling. See, did you don't that. want you don't want that battle. I win that one. I know that's welcome. for sure. So <laughs> all I right, go. we're gonna get into we'll get into these picks here and we'll see what we can uh, what we can do.
1: It's so like we talked about, it's a bowl game extravaganza. 40 games to pick through.
0: Get your ears ready because it's about to get heavy in it's here. are about to bleed.
1: <laughs> so, as Barry said, I'm bringing this in. I have a comfortable six game lead going into this bowl game season. Hopefully, I will maintain that lead. Not that And goalie will stay with me until next season. All of that being said, we're gonna go ahead
0: and get started right so, here. We're doing all 40 games, not the national championship game. Yeah, we right will on. when we come back because we didn't disclose this before, but we probably should have. We after this week, we are taking two weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. Yep, yeah. and then we'll be back. What was it, January 8th? So, yeah, so. January 8th. Yep. So we'll be back for that week and we'll do the national championship game. Yeah. When we come back from the holidays. So
1: 40 of 41 games getting ready to drop down right now. Right now. So, so. here we go. First bowl game, Friday night, two PM. The makers wanted Bahamas Bowl, Buffalo versus Charlotte. So the Bulls, they're both both coming in seven and
0: five. Buffalo right now is minus six and a half. So the Bulls are slight favorites here. Um, a lot of these spreads are going to be under a touchdown because you're yeah. at neutral site with a lot of teams that are similar in records. So uh, I know Charlotte has a new coach this year. Yeah. So and he, I think if I remember right, they gave him a huge contract extension yeah. for the first time they ever made a bowl game. But I think Buff, I've got Buffalo. I think. Uh, Just being in the MAC, playing a tougher schedule. I mean, both teams are winners because they're in the Bahamas.
1: Yeah, you're you're not a loser when you're in the Bahamas. I I
0: got the Buffalo Bulls, though.
1: I'm with you as well. I've got the Bulls. So the next game, uh, Friday night, 7.30 p.m., the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco (laughs) Bulls. That, that is a mouthful. That is a name. Utah State versus Kent State. Jordan Love already alluding that he wants to transfer to. Boost. No, he's declaring. Oh, did he? He's declaring. Oh, he's declaring. He's, gonna, now. he's declaring. He's going to play still. Oh, wow. He's playing, but declaring. So that's. Last well, time I read, like, it said he wanted to transfer. Him. So that's
0: part of. I have Kent State circled here, but I am changing my pick to Utah State because I picked Kent State because he wasn't going to play. And now he said that he's playing and he's declaring for the draft. So I'm taking the Aggies. Um because of that i mean he's the best player he's gonna be the best player in the field so utah state seven and five kent state six and six and the spread has shifted drastically because it was utah state minus like one and a half earlier mm-hmm. and it's all over to utah state minus five and a half now yeah so that's the that's biggest scene that jordan loves gonna play yeah so i got utah state
1: yeah i'm with you as well i've got the aggies on this one and i that was even before i realized that he Decided to declare instead of transfer, so that's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, next game, the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl: Alcorn State versus North Carolina A T A N T. In all honesty, I have no friggin' idea about both teams, <laughs> so I took Alcorn State. Uh, I did too, and to be completely honest, I
0: can't even get information and numbers on this game. Um. I haven't seen or heard anything about North Carolina a and know no. I know Elkhorn State burnt me in the championship game, so I'm going to pick them this time.
1: Yeah, that's why I took them too. Right. Um, so next game, the New Mexico Bowl, Saturday, 2.20 p.m., San Diego State versus Central.
0: So Central at 8-5, San Diego State comes in 9-3. and three. Uh, Not seeing a spread right now on this, but Central is plus 160 on the money line, so Central's favored right now. It kinda of reads like or no, that would be San Diego State's favorite, sorry. Yeah, three and a half. So you're seeing three and a half? Okay. Yeah. So still a still a close game. Uh San Diego State has a really good defense, I know, yeah. but they can't score a lick from everything I've heard yeah. and read. So uh give me the Aztecs. I think Central's had a good turnaround with Nickel Wayne's first year,
1: but I think defense wins, so I'm I'm going to take San Diego State. You know, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I think if Central would have won the MAC, uh, would have beat Miami of Ohio, I would have felt a little more comfortable with that. Um, but I'm with you. I've taken the Aztecs. I just think it's a better program overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game Saturday, 2:30 p.m. The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. SMU Mustangs versus the FAU Owls. No, you skip the Cure Bowl. Oh, I did? Skip Georgia Southern and Liberty. Oh, shit. Got to
0: get that one in there. Like,
1: All right. Don't disrespect. Put some respect you, on the Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Hawks. All right, so we'll wouldn't do that one. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Blind shit. Uh, so I'm taking Georgia Southern in that one. Um, I don't know. I just... Just got a feeling. So
0: I have Georgia Southern too, and I have a reason, and that's because if some of their losses, they lost at Minnesota early in the year by three, and they lost at Appalachian State by three, so they have played a couple fairly solid teams very very closely, and if you look at Liberty's schedule, it is atrocious. They have two wins versus New Mexico State, who I don't think have won a game this year. And if they have, they've only won one game. They beat UMass, who has only won one game, yep. which I think was an FCS team. So, And Hampton is another team that they beat. And Maine is another team that they beat. So, Not a good resume. Six out of their seven wins are pretty bad teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me Georgia Southern and... Uh, Minus four and a half is the is the over is the spread there. I'll I'll lay those points if I
1: had to. Okay. So now you can go back to your other bowl. My bad. Alright, so the cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl, SMU Mustangs versus the FAU Owls. And it's important to note, FAU, it's a home game because they are from Boca. But they are the
0: kiffinless owls now. Ten and three conference champ FAU, ten and two SMU. SMU, what their two losses were? Memphis. and Ohio State. No. Fau. Navy. Memphis and Navy. Is SMU not? Oh, FAU, I thought you Fau. Yes, Fau lost. To oh, Marshall. I'm sorry. I thought you said Fau. Nope. So but yeah, Fau's losses. You got Ohio State, UCF, and Marshall. So Marshall's the only a eh loss, but mm. they coming in on a six-game winning streak. But, man, it's hard. Losing the head coach, and I'm th- yeah. sure he's poaching other things from there, so give me the ponies. Yeah, um, I think we're, we're starting to call them Second Chance You, yeah, because of all the transfers and their coaches and stuff. So, yeah, give me the ponies.
1: Yep, I'm with you on that one as well, got SMU. So the Camellia Bowl, FIU versus Arkansas State, Saturday at 5.30 p.m. I'm taking Arkansas State, I believe... Let me see here. I lost it. Oh, two and a half. So I yeah. I, I just took Ark. I'm just taking Arkansas State. I, I honestly don't know too much about FIU. Don't too much about Arkansas State. I'm honestly just taking Arkansas State because they're the favorite. Uh, FI, FIU's a decent team. Um,
0: close loss versus Miami. Blown out some bad teams. Looks like pretty much anybody good that they've played. A, They've lost comfortably. I mean, Middle Tennessee beat, beat them 'em fifty to seventeen. So there's a, for a lot of Michigan fans, you you know what Middle Tennessee looks like. So I mean, yeah, I don't think FIU is anything special. I know Arkansas State can score a lot of points in a hurry, and they've played a lot of tough games, excluding getting beat by Georgia fifty five or nothing. But yeah, I will take uh, I'll take Arkansas State
1: as well. All right. We're going to start getting some differences here. Yeah, I'll say you and I are... uh, We're all the same so far. I don't like this. I'm
0: not going to make up any ground this way.
1: (laughs) So the next game, the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl, Washington versus Boise State, Saturday at 7.30 p.m.
0: Being deemed the Chris Peterson Bowl. His old team and his soon-to-be old team. This will be his last game for Washington. For me, I just... I don't know what
1: Washington is. They're 7-5 versus a 12-1 Boise State. Yeah, I'm taking Boise. I just, I just don't know what Washington is. So to me, this
0: is that prime spot where it's win one for the old gipper mm-hmm. kind of thing. And i, I, I take Washington and their right. defense. I think uh, Jacob Easton could really help bolster his draft stock for next year because I think he's coming back. I don't, think okay. he, I don't think he leaves after this year. So, yeah, give me the Huskies. All right. And so, you know, Washington is favored, minus 3.5. Yeah. So.
1: All right. So, next game, the R&L. Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, Appalachian State versus UAB, Saturday at 9 p.m.
0: So, App State's at 12-1, and 1, and UAB's 9-4. But I think <laughs> – that 9-4 and four is a little loaded yeah. when your wins are Alabama State, Akron, South Alabama, Rice, UTSA, Old yeah. Dominion. A lot of, oh, we beat
1: up on everybody that sucks and lost everybody that's good. So I got App State, and I got them big. Yeah, I do too, even though I believe App State's coach is a new coach in Missouri now, isn't it? Yeah, he? so uh,
0: Eli Drinkwitz, second year in a row that App State loses their coach because Scott Satterfield was there last mm-hmm. year, went to Louisville, and then they promoted Drinkwitz. Last year, and then he leaves for Missouri, and then App State promoted another coach to head coach. So, I think that's a that's a program that's they've they've got a good base built there, and I don't I don't have any doubts there.
1: No. So the next one, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla. Gasparilla. A Monday, two thirty p.m. UCF Golden Knights versus the Marshall Thundering Herd. Yeah. So. Nine and three for UCF, eight and four
0: for Marshall. The spread is UCF minus seventeen and a half. Mm-hmm. So to me, if out of all of these bowl games, I think this is probably the most lopsided one mm-hmm. that I saw. I mean, I think UCF is just so purely talented yeah. in this game, and I would have liked to have seen them play somebody a little bit better than Marshall, but I think they can. I think they win, and they win handily.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I don't. Yeah, I don't see any other reason why to take Marshall. Yeah. So the next one, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii. Hawaii. Hawaii versus BYU Tuesday, Christmas Eve, 8 p.m. God, that must suck being in Hawaii for Christmas. Oh, darn it. I'm telling you what,
0: except for if you're Hawaii, I guess, because you live there, you're always there. I've always wondered about that. So Hawaii always plays in Hawaii Bowl. Wouldn't you want to go somewhere else? You'd think. Wouldn't you? Like, oh, you get to be in Hawaii for Christmas. Like, yeah, but I live here. Right, like oh, oh, can we go to like Florida or the Bahamas? You know, I mean, you know, I don't they, know. they'll send you to like Boise or somewhere like that. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you get the pinstripe ball. Eh, Too same. soon. There's a sad face there. We'll, Too get, soon.
1: we'll, we'll get there. Too, Too soon. soon. So I'm taking Boiu, the Cougars. The Cougars. I, I think defensively, they can do what they need to do to shut down with Hawaii's high powered offense. So BYU quietly has played one
0: of the toughest schedules yeah. in the country. Got a good schedule. Utah, Tennessee, USC, Washington, Boise State, and San Diego State. Now, granted, they lost four of those, but <laughs> that's still a tough schedule. It's not easy. So I just wondered: Is it too much? Is the body blow too much? I mean, are they just like you know we're good? So give me the give me Hawaii home game. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Hawaii. I just think maybe BYU's worn out. Okay. Maybe they're just yeah, that's that's a
1: tough <laughs> that's, season for a school like that. That's sound logic. I can so, respect it. I'll, I'll take Hawaii in a home a pseudo home game. All right. So next game the walk ons Independence Bowl. Oh, God, some of these names are horrible. that's a horrible <laughs> horrible. Miami-Florida versus Louisiana Tech Thursday at 4 p.m. I'm taking the Hurricanes. I don't even think it'll be close. Do you think that they even
0: show up for this game, though? This is a prime spot for a Miami team to just lay down and say, I don't really want to be here. Yeah. I mean, where is the Independence Bowl? Isn't
1: it New Orleans?
0: No. I don't know where it's at. Let me look. But, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm... I think I have to take Miami just because of the, the talent disparity, but don't be shocked at all if Louisiana Tech wins that game. Miami's 6-6. Six six. They have not done anything to me. You know what? No, I'm taking Louisiana Tech. All right. I circled them on my sheet. I'm taking them. Taking Louisiana Tech. I just Miami's got nothing to play for and no reason to be up for this game. Okay. Louisiana no. Tech's got everything to play for in this game. All right. This is a pseudo Super Bowl for them. It's in Shreveport. So it's in Louisiana. Even last let's go from South Beach to Louisiana for a game against somebody we don't want to play. So
1: Louisiana Tech is has a pseudo home game for them. Yeah. So you're taking Louisiana Tech. Yep. Gimme it. It's ballsy. I like it. All right. So the quick lane bowl, Pitt versus Eastern Michigan, Thursday, eight PM. Um, Eastern's a lot better of a team than they've been years prior. Um, I'm still taking Pitt. I just think Talent level-wise, I I just think Pitt's an overall better team. Yeah, it's a battle of one really good defense and one really
0: bad defense. Eastern's defense has struggled all year. Uh, I'll take Pitt, an ugly game
1: that I don't have any interest in watching. Nah okay so the next one the military Bowl North Carolina versus Temple Friday at noon fighting Mac Browns I'm sticking with the fighting Mac Browns so I you. I really like what Mac Brown's doing so they come in
0: at six and six Temple comes in at eight and four I uh, think the, the highlight I mean North Carolina's just been a plucky team all year you know yeah. they kind of well they gave Clemson the scare they should have won that game with a still horrible play call but then you know you lose do you lose to I guess well, you know, if you look at North Carolina's schedule, they beat everybody they should have and lost everybody they should have Yeah. based on kind of how the records went. Uh, what did I even circle here? I circled Temple. Okay. Let me look. Let me let me make sure I'm still 100% on board with that. No, I'm not. I'm doubling hmm. back. I'm going to take North Carolina. Okay. I like my gut pick there. So I went through and i gut picked every game and just circled. So I'm doubling back. and I'm going to go North
1: Carolina. All right. So we're gonna skip this game. Yeah. Uh, next game, the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. See, now we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the, the yeah, bowl it gets game. And get to
0: some more higher end teams here.
1: So we got OK State versus Texas a and
0: So when I mentioned BYU playing one of the toughest schedules, and then you enter Texas A&M's schedule, their losses are at Clemson, versus Auburn, versus Alabama, at Georgia, and at LSU. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) There's not a team in the country that wins those games in the schedule. So uh, Oklahoma State's good. I predict this game to be very high scoring. Uh, Over-under set at 53.5. I would pound the over on that. Mm -hmm. And it's Texas A&M minus 6.5, and I like that. I think that's pretty close. I'll take the Aggies.
1: All right, I'm with you as well. Still rolling with my Aggies, man.
0: That that's a brutal schedule. That there's no team in the country no. that would survive that schedule.
1: No, no, not at all. Um the San Diego Community Credit Union holiday bowl. <laughs> USC versus Iowa Friday at 1015. No, 8 p.m. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, so this is
0: an extremely interesting game. 9-3, yeah. 8-4. Both kind of of middle-of-the-road, Pac-12, Big Ten teams. Iowa's defense is that. Keep everything in front, no Mm -hmm. home runs, defense, and USC's offense is home run, home run, home run, home run. Mm -hmm. So it's contrasting styles. I think... uh, What is the spread here? Spreads Iowa Iowa, Iowa minus
1: 2.5.
0: What do you got? What are you thinking here? Uh, I'm
1: I'm taking Iowa. Um... It very much feels like it could be more of a signature win for Clay Helton. Um, Boy, he needs it. He needs it, but I don't think he gets it. I'm taking old, reliable Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. I think... And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna steal one of your
0: principles here. You're always. You've been all season. Yeah. You've been a believer of teams traveling to the West Coast mm-hmm. and time zone changes for games. Iowa has to do that here. Yeah. Because they're going to the
1: West Coast. So I'll take the Trojans. All right. Give me USC. See, the only reason I don't do that for this game is there's more than enough time to prep. You would think, yeah, because they're gonna
0: be there for like probably a week. You would think. Probably. Yeah. They're probably. But I also USC is. Far more talented. Oh yeah. It's not even a question. So it just comes down to X's and O's because Jimmy's and the Joes aren't close. So, yeah.
1: so the next game, Jesus Christ. The <laughs> cheese it ball. Air Force versus Washington State. Well, here's another contrasting styles. Friday night, December twenty-seventh, ten fifteen PM. Um, air Force
0: runs the triple option. Washington State runs the air raid. Good God.
1: <laughs> so essentially it's gonna be Air Force taking the the air out of the ball and Washington State as soon as they touch it they're just chucking it. Yep. Uh, I'm taking Washington State, um I think Washington State's gonna to have to convert an every single opportunity they get because Air Force is just gonna, like I said, take the air out of the ball. So I'm taking Washington State as
0: well. The only but the reason I'm doing it is because they i just I just think that defensively. They can match up and slow down that game enough. Yeah, and Air, Air Force is going to have to score a lot of points because your Washington State's going to score.
1: And Air Force has shown no. Yeah, I
0: mean they're ten and two, and or yeah, ten and two, but and they're actually favored. Air Force is minus it, two and a half right now. So, but yeah, I got the Cougars. The Cougars. Come and get this one, Cougars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next game, the Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame versus Iowa State, Saturday at noon. Notre Dame's minus three and a half. What kind of a a slap in the face, though? Yeah.
0: But it's a week 10, too, because they lost to everybody that was... They lost to Michigan. They lost to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they didn't beat anybody good. I mean, what would their signature win be? I mean... They don't have one. Virginia and USC. Yeah. Those would be their signature wins. So, I mean... I mean, Notre Dame's a more talented team. So... Give you've me, been, no, give me Notre Dame. I say
1: you've been high on Matt Campbell. I, season. I,
0: but I, and I do. I think Iowa State will show up and want to play
1: in this game, and I can see Brock Purdy having a good game. I just think Notre Dame's is more talented. Yeah, I would, I'm following the same principle. I think overall talent wise, I think Notre Dame wins it. Yeah. So next one, getting into the real fun games, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Penn State versus Memphis, Memphis Saturday at noon. I want to take Memphis, but I think losing their coach. And Mike Norvell goes to Florida State. I think that's a lot to overcome, especially against a very eager and always willing James Franklin-led team. So I'm, I'm taking the Nittany Lions, and I'm taking them big.
0: Big, huh? There's no way they win big. No? I, don't, I don't take them big at all. They're minus 7.5, and, a half and I, would, I would take Memphis in the points if I was doing that. Okay. I will take Penn State. But I think this game's close, and this could be the upset of the Bulls season. Memphis okay. could very, very, very easily win this game. Because Penn State, I mean, I think Gross Matos has said he's not playing. So, I mean, they're, they've are they lived on their defense being able to slow teams down. And Memphis likes to run the ball. And when you That's lose true. defensive linemen, you become susceptible to the run. So, yeah. don't be surprised. I circled Memphis, but I'm doubling back. I'm taking Penn State. All right. But... Don't be surprised if Memphis pulls that off. All right, and we're skipping the playoff. Yep,
1: skipping the playoff. Uh, so the serve Pro First Responder Bowl: Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan. First one is 75 wins. Go Michigan! Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm taking it too. We're just, just for state pride. State pride. Western or Kentu- Western Kentucky's minus three and a half, so they're the favorite.
1: Yeah. I just, I, don't know, I, I like. If you read a lot of Western um, Twitter. Players and fans are pretty much fed up with Tim Lester just Already? They're fed up with the game like they go into the games and they win big and then these games where you know you're hoping to pull off the one, they just shit the bed continually. Yeah, well, and so the fans are getting tired of it. I but see that. for that, I think Western gets a win. Tim Lester gets his first bowl win. We let it or whatever, we rain on or whatever the hell. <laughs> Alright, so next one, the Franklin American Motor Mortgage Music City Bowl. Mississippi State versus Louisville, Monday at 4 p.m. Um, Who you got?
0: I don't trust Mississippi State for a second. No, I mean, I I'll either. take Louisville. I just, I have, it's sad to say, I have more confidence in Louisville, but I, I do.
1: Yeah, I, I think Louisville's proven time and time again that they're not a horrible team. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Louisville as well. Respect the beard the Red box bowl Illinois versus California Monday at 4 pm you know what I'm taking the fighting lovey Smiths. I am going with Illinois So this is a program win yeah. For them, you know, Michigan, another job, Michigan State. I just got to do it.
0: This is a so, game that they need to win, and I hope they can win because I like what Lovey's doing there. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves this win. So I'll take Illinois. I don't think Cal's anything special. They have a solid defense, but Illinois got a lot of talent. If they could just get healthy, I mean, they lost their last couple games at the end of the year. But if you looked at their their injury report, it was ungodly long. Yeah, everybody's hurt. So you got to think this much time off, they can get healthy and be be good to go. So I'll take the well well.
1: All right. So next one, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Florida versus Virginia Monday at 8 p.m. Massacre. Yeah. And Florida kills them. Yeah, I've got Florida just miles better. Must
0: champ. Or must champ. Whew. Dan Mullen is trying to prove a point, I think, in this game. He thinks that he his team got disrespected all year and can't argue with that. I mean, their wins, their losses are respectable. I think, I
1: think Florida wins big. All right. So the next one, the Belk Bowl, Kentucky versus Virginia Tech, New Year's Eve at noon. Vomit. Yeah. I took <laughs> I Virginia can't... Tech. I don't see. Yeah, I got Virginia
0: Tech too, but I don't. I don't know why, but I do. I mean, Kentucky doesn't even have a quarterback right now. Yeah, I'm playing wide receiver quarterback still. So I'll, I'll take Virginia Tech, but I don't have a whole lot.
1: I don't have a whole lot else to say on that one. No. So the next one, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> Good God. Florida State versus Arizona State. New Is Norvo Year- coaching this game? Yeah, they, I don't think so. I don't know how that works, if he's even allowed to. Uh, New Year's Eve, 2 p.m. Um, I'm sticking with the fighting Herm Edwards. Big signing for them today. Picked up Chad Johnson's son.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, it's a big signing for Florida State today, too. They signed Brock Purdy's little brother. Yeah. They needed a quarterback bad, and that mm-hmm. was huge for them. Uh, Cam Akers isn't going to play, at least I don't think. I guess I haven't heard, but uh, I'll take Arizona State as well, but... I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State pulls this one off.
1: You know, I wouldn't either. It's Just for me, Florida State's a team. Just another team that I just don't know what they are. Well, I know Norvell's already kicking, kicking guys out of the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone and he's he's gonna clean house. I don't think that's gonna be a good hire for them. I like that yeah. hire. Yeah, it will be a good one. So next one, the AutoZone Zone Liberty Bowl, Navy versus Kansas State. Another bleh one. New Year's Eve, three forty-five p.m. Who we got Wildcats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Navy runs a triple option and they're always a solid. they've been solid with Nehemiah Loto or however how you say his last name. But yeah, I
1: just think Kansas State's I I, I just I think Kansas State's better. All right. All right. I'm with you as well. I've got the Wildcats. Next one, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, Georgia State versus Wyoming. Georgia State I do know is a team that can put up some points. Will they? That's another question. I'm taking Wyoming. Um, yeah, I don't really know. What, this isn't
0: a Wyoming team that has a first-round draft pick on it, like we've we've seen. But it's also a Wyoming team that struggles to score. And you just said that that uh, Georgia State can score, so I'm, I'm going to take Georgia State. Right. I think points are going to rule in this one and. It's, it's not. In, it's not in Wyoming. My Wyoming is over a touchdown favorite. I mean, it's seven and a hook. So, I'll, I, I got to take some shots, mother
1: right. Here. All right. So the next one, the Valero Alamo Bowl, Utah versus Texas, Tuesday, seven thirty p.m. Yeah.
0: Um Well, I'm I'm getting off my bandwagon from the beginning of the year because, as everybody can remember, I had picked Texas to be in the playoff. Now, granted, they had a lot of injuries this year, mm-hmm. but they just have been disappointing. Fired both their offensive and defensive coordinators. So Utah's pissed because they shit the bed and missed the playoff. I think Utah wins, and I think they, try to, I
1: think they might try to roll it up. Yeah, they do too. Uh, we'll skip that one. Next one is the Outback Bowl, Auburn versus Minnesota, New Year's Day. At one, this is such a tough game to pick because
0: you don't know who's gonna play for Auburn. (laughs) Like half their defensive line could sit, and you know Minnesota's gonna be jacked for this game. Like PJ's gonna have them so jacked for this game. So I, I think I gotta take Minnesota just, just on the idea that they're gonna be more up for the game than what Auburn is.
1: See, and I, if if Auburn, if. Auburn's all their players come back and they play like Derek Brown plays, Cole plays. I think Auburn wins. Um, I'm taking Auburn in this game. I just feel like there's more Sunday talent on this team as opposed to Minnesota, especially um, in the defense. Yeah, I don't. That's not a knock against PJ Fleck. I think it's been one hell of a season, um, and I think it's just a sign of things come. If he can make it competitive. It's going to be interesting for him in Minnesota next season. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the next game, the Rose Bowl, Oregon versus Wisconsin. granddaddy of them all. Granddaddy of them all. I'm taking the Ducks. This is a really interesting game because you have
0: two teams that have a style that they both want to kind of physical and assert themselves. And Oregon has more weapons and their offensive line is phenomenal, but Wisconsin, I think, is just more well rounded um and Jonathan Taylor's the best player on the field, no doubt but i i think I think I'm with you, I think I have Oregon too I mean it. This game to me feels like a coin flip. I could see either team
1: getting this win, but I, I think I have more faith in Oregon here. And for me, it comes down to quarterback play, and I trust Justin Herbert more than I trust Yeah, but home. do you
0: get the good one? Because you've seen Justin Herbert when he's bad this year. Yeah.
1: I mean I think you get the good one. Yeah. Cuz it's going to be a Swan
0: song at Oregon. Yeah. I yeah, I'll take Oregon too, but I just I this is going to be a I think this is going to be an old school dogfight game too. I yeah. think it's like a 21-17. Mm. Somebody scores a touchdown late to win it kind yeah. of thing.
1: So, next one, the All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day, 8.45 p.m., Georgia versus Baylor. You want to talk about a game
0: where you have one team that does not give a shit and one team that is playing for everything, this is the staple of that. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you that Georgia's coming into this game and saying, I do not care. Because I'm pretty sure DeAndre Swift's already said he's not playing, right? Uh, I haven't seen anything. Or is he playing? I don't know. But... Man, Georgia's so much more talented, and they're so much the better team. But I just can't mentally see myself saying that they're gonna want to play in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still gonna take Georgia, though. Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that, you had me on the hook.
0: They're just—they're the better team, and you get—I mean—you gotta think that these kids will—they'll get up for this game. But I wouldn't be surprised if they get routed. Yeah. I mean because they they don't care but
1: yeah, I get that. All right, so the next one the tax slayer Gator Bowl, Boston College versus Cincinnati the second at 3 pm. This is a horrible game. Yeah I have uh, Cincinnati big.
0: Yeah, I've got Cincinnati big. Yeah, we talked about UCF and uh, Marshall being bad. This one ranks right up yeah. there I think Boston College going through a coaching change. Also, so... Yeah. Isn't that funny? You fired your coach and you made a bowl game.
1: Yeah. You know, actually, I lied. That's a Birmingham bowl. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. Eh. Details. Uh So the actual Gator Bowl is Tennessee versus Indiana. Yeah, This is an interesting game. Yeah, you've got Tennessee's got a good defense. Played a lot better in the back half of the yeah. season. Indiana can put up the points, can show that they're a competent team, but it's what team shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being in Gator Bowl, it's gonna be more of a home game for Tennessee. I- I'm still taking Indiana, but I'm not confident in it. Yeah, I have Indiana circled, but the more and more I
0: think about it, the more I'm thinking I might go to Tennessee just because they have played. They they've been a different team. Obviously, they started the year out on a bad note. And then they've they've read a lot law five straight, and um, killed it recruiting today. Yeah, they yeah. I think maybe Jeremy Pruitt's got them believing. So I'll take Tennessee. All right. I don't like it. My gut says Indiana's gonna win, but I just the Tennessee's playing better, and I think they they had a lot of young players that they're playing. Mm-hmm. I think those guys those freshmen really aren't freshmen anymore. Right. You know. So I'll take Tennessee. All
1: right. So the Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> Ohio versus Nevada, the third, three thirty p.m. Um, I'm taking Ohio. Give me some action.
0: Yeah, I, I took Nevada, and I, I don't have a whole lot on either one of these teams. I, I mean, Ohio wasn't even in the MAC championship game, and then. To me, it's uh, I'll take Nevada. Okay, gamble. Who knows?
1: Coin flip. Coin flip. Uh, so the next one, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Tulane versus Southern Miss, Saturday, the fourth, eleven thirty p.m. Uh, th- Tulane six and six,
0: Southern Miss at seven and five. Tulane's favored by almost a touchdown, though. I'm taking Tulane. Yeah, their their losses were good losses. I mean, Auburn, Memphis, Navy, Temple. UCF and SMU. So I mean, they and they were competitive in a lot of those games. So I have Tulane also. Um, I just think that you know they're they're a decent team. They're just not a great team. Yeah. They just they couldn't beat anybody. I mean, I mean they beat Auburn. They lost to Auburn twenty four to six. It wasn't like they
1: got blown out. They played them tough. So, right. I'll take the Green Wave. All right. I'm just marking that down here. Uh, the Mobile Alabama Bowl, Louisiana versus Miami of Ohio, Monday the 6th at 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. I've got Louisiana and I've got them big. You know, Miami of Ohio comes off winning the MAC title.
0: Uh, it's interesting. Louisiana Lafayette, what, their three losses are two of them to App State and one to Mississippi State, first game of the year. I just think that they're... They're probably the better team. They're favored by almost fourteen, so I'll take I'll take the Rage and Cajuns. Rage and Cajuns. So that leaves us four games. Do you
1: want to? How do you want to do it? You want to do Michigan State, Michigan, yeah. and then the playoffs, or do you want to do? Let's do Michigan, Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, and then playoffs. Okay. Deservedly so. So, the new era Pinstripe Bowl, ugh, mm-hmm. the twenty seventh at three twenty p.m. Um, I'm riding with Sparty one more time. Michigan State's favored by three and a half. What's that? Michigan State's favored by three and a half. I mean, if this were a basketball game, this would be great. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm riding with them. I'm dying with them. I'm taking Sparty. I mean, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, you know, I don't. um, You hope that they've gotten healthy enough to be semi competent. You hope that offensively. They send their seniors out on a good note. That you hope Brian Lewerke can somehow piece it together. He's in New York. He's got some. I'm not gonna say spotlight because it's a pinstripe bowl, but <laughs> I, you know I don't. I honestly I don't have too many thoughts about it. I mean it's the same shit every week with them. So I'm taking Sparty. I have no reason to, but I'm taking them. Yeah.
0: Um, see, I'm taking Wake because this is this has been one of Wake's best teams. And they're playing for so much more. I mean, Michigan State is a team that's just defeated. They're so down right now, and I think this is a situation of let's just get out of here and start over kind of thing, but... I'll take Wake. I just I, I can't pick Michigan State. I, they just have given me
1: nothing to suggest that that can. Happen. I don't believe me. It was hard to pick them. <laughs> All right, so let's go down here to the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Do we have to? You have to. Alabama versus Michigan, New Year's Day, one p.m. I know I'm going to be watching it. <sighs> um, I'm. I'll lead off with it. Um, yeah, go I'm ahead. taking Alabama. There's been no signs that anybody's sitting. They seem very <laughs> collective front. And no, I they have like- two defenders there, so they're sitting out. Okay. At but the end in a corner. I forget their names. You wonder if Gaddis is gonna go nuts this. This game to kind of show Saban what he's missing out on. I mean, you finally do get the matchup of Saban Harbaugh that
0: <laughs> That's I think
1: storyline. Yeah, I think that everybody's been longing for. I just I think it's another Harbaugh letdown. I think Alabama wins three touchdowns. Yeah,
0: um, I'm and, and, and if. For some reason, it comes out after this that Najee Harris and Henry Ruggs and Devonte Smith and Alex Leatherwood are all sitting. Then I'll take Michigan, but I'm I'm taking Alabama. They're they're the same kind of style offense as to what Ohio State is that gashed Michigan. Now I do think Michigan will score oh, okay. because the Alabama defense is not a typical Alabama defense. But I still see this being like a 42-28 Alabama win. I mean, I think if you had Tua play playing. That this game would be well if us playing there in the playoff, probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. it's not a situation, but no, I mean, Michigan, Michigan. I I, I hope that they show up and they compete and then this is a, th- a game for Alabama where they're like I don't really give a shit but I don't know that Saban lets that happen know yeah. uh, this is a game where Michigan can make a statement and th- they get this win and it's a great way to roll into next season with a lot of talent coming back mm-hmm. so I mean I'm hopeful that they win I'm hopeful that they can come out and put a- put together their best game of the year and pull off the upset but I'm, just, I'm not picking it I'm taking Alabama
1: Alright All right, which one do you want to do first? Let's do, uh, we'll just do an order of time. So we'll do, shit, I just lost it. Oh, there it is. The Chick-fil-a. Chick-fil-a. Oh, Oh, I love me some Chick-fil-a. LSU versus Oklahoma Saturday the 28th at 4 p.m. So Heisman winner Joe Burrow, largest win in Heisman history. (laughs) Uh, beat Troy Smith's record. I think Troy Smith had 87 percent of the vote. He had 90. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it wasn't a surprise. No. that's what it should have been. Um, historically, Heisman winners struggle in the mm. big games, but they're playing a team that does not know what the hell defense is. Uh, the only thing I think helps Oklahoma is Jalen Hurts is familiar with LSU, but I'm taking the Tigers. Yeah, the, the only problem with Jalen Hurts being familiar with LSU is he's not
0: playing defense. Yeah. And LSU's going to score 50 yeah. in this game. I mean, but I did see today that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is hurt. He right. pulled a hamstring or something today in practice, and he's questionable for this game now. That changes That's things me. a little bit, but I, I take LSU. I just... <laughs> I don't think Oklahoma can stop them. I mean, the Oklahoma is going to have to force turnovers to stay in this game, and I just I don't I don't see it happening. All
1: right. So that's the first ticket punch. LSU Tigers. Second game, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State versus Clemson, Saturday at 8 p.m. So for me, I think this is maybe one of the most interesting. Bowling matchups. It's a very good matchup. Because you've got Dabo and the returning, defending national champs against an Ohio State team that at moments looked untouchable. They've been billed as the best Ohio State team ever. Yeah. And you've seen a Clemson team that really hasn't had any tests this season. Right. Um,. But you have, like we've talked about before, all those offensive weapons on Clemson. You've got Ohio State secondary, which, don't get me wrong, is very good, but is extremely susceptible. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? you make me go first. I'm going to make you go first, man. So
0: when it gets into these games like this, I, I try to take it and break it down into chunks of the game. Because I think these two teams are extremely evenly matched. Mm -hmm. I mean, both offenses are explosive with good running backs, good running games, and quarterbacks who have been efficient. And probably two out of the best three receiving cores in the country, Mm -hmm. I mean, all the way around. So offensively, I think I give the edge to Clemson. There, Because I just think that they're more dynamic. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Justin Fields. So in a situation where it came down to making that play, I would take their offense. Having said that, I think Ohio State's defense is better than Clemson's, and they have the best player in the country over there Mm -hmm. in Chase Young. So... God, I don't know. I think it maybe it comes down to special teams, and I think Ohio State wins that game. Okay. Uh, I, I, it hurts my soul, but I think I'm taking the Buckeyes, and I have not picked this game ever since the start. Yeah. I haven't even talked about it. I think I'm taking Ohio State. I just think they're the more well-rounded and complete team, but I see this as like a 35-31, who has the ball last, mm-hmm. shootout, can somebody force a turnover kind of game.
1: So for me... It comes It comes down to two things. Because like we said, we do the side-by-side comparison. Quarterback play, I give to Clemson. Running backs, I give an even break. Yeah, I think it's pretty much a wash. I think wide receivers, you give a slight edge to Clemson. It's very small, yeah. I think offensive line, you give that to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Defensive line, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Linebackers? Probably Clemson. Yeah, probably Clemson. Secondary? Ohio State. State. Special teams. Ohio Ohio State. State. And then the other part of it, the two two keys to that is, number one, quarterback. Trevor Lawrence has been there. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the spotlight. He's calm, cool, and collected. Justin Fields has never been in that situation. He doesn't know what this is going to be like. He made the big house look little, though. He did make the big house look little. And then the second thing for me is offensive line. I don't think it's secondary that wins this game. I think it's Ohio State's offensive line. I think J.K. Dobbins and Fields will be protected, and he will have more than enough time to throw to receivers that are going to be playing on Sundays. Yeah,
0: it's not the freak machine that was Clemson's defense no, last year. So no, it's it's much different It's setup. a different team.
1: So yeah. I, along with you, am taking Ohio State.
0: I'm excited to watch this game.
1: I'm very excited to watch this one.
0: It'll be the winner of this game versus LSU in the national championship is – it's worth every penny.
1: And then the question is, is that the winner of this game, do they have enough gas right. left in the tank to play an LSU team that has shown there are... We'll see. One of them might come out and roll the other one. They, they might. Yeah, you know. You don't know. Maybe Oklahoma pulls the upset. You know? You never know. Lincoln Riley's been there before. So, so
0: we both got Ohio State. So that sets up LSU-Ohio State, the national title game, if what we're calling is correct.
1: Yeah. So... Counting it up, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games different. So there's
0: going to be a. Either it's way over, or we could have a battle. And the national championship game could mean a lot. It could. Yeah, it'll be interesting. There's some really good games. There's some intriguing storylines. Obviously, the hardball Saban storyline is what the media is going to talk about. And these playoff uh, that Ohio State Clemson game, there's a reason that game was second. Yeah, it's gonna be.
1: I am like, I am like, just talk like breaking it down. I am pumped. And but you man. could, you could pick it either way. Mm-hmm. It, it, either way, any way this game goes, I wouldn't be surprised. Because yeah, because so, we both of us didn't talk about it. The other facet of it's coaching. Yeah, I know. And Brett
0: Venables is the best coach out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, defensively, he's gonna find a way. He'll have a scheme. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's, he's gonna be ready. For it, it'll be an interesting game. I mean, I, I, I just, could, see, like I said, I could see thirty-five, thirty-one. Either way. Yep. So it'll be fun. So that's our bowl extravaganza. Hopefully you're you're still awake. That was a lot of games to pick. Um and like I said, when we come back after the holidays we'll do the national championship kind of preview and pick and our thoughts and everything on what we went through with the bowl game. But I don't know. I'm out of breath. I know. I'm exhausted. I mean, you got anything else for the pick? No, do you want to roll into this lion stuff after here? Yeah, let's roll into some lions. All right, take a break here for a second, and we'll cover the lions. All right. So, like we said, uh, we're gonna go ahead and roll into this little bit of lions. It'll be quick because there's not a whole lot, um, not a lot to cover with the lions no. at this point. It's more of I see Stafford's on the IR now, yep. so they fully embraced the suck, so that's good. So uh, go ahead here, Lane. Give us your uh, your rundown of the recent
1: loss and everything else. Um, watching the uh, Lions' 30 17 loss to Tampa, it was abundantly clear to me that this team gave up. That David Blau is not the answer? Yeah, David Blau's not the answer. So all you trolls, go away. Yes, he's not the answer. I would, uh, that first game, I thought... He Me the answer, but after watching that, no, he he is not. He is an undrafted rookie. He showed every bit that he is a third string quarterback. That being said, I can never do what he does. So there's that. Um, I to me, going into this game, this team was very distracted. Earlier in the week, I can't remember what podcast it was on, uh, Hakeem Vales, like a third or fourth string tight end for the Lions, went on the podcast, essentially just ripping apart Patricia and Bob Quinn, saying that they've come to Detroit with a winner's mentality when they haven't proven anything, and that they held themselves to such high standards that the players don't respect them for it. And that they're not Bill Belichick, and yada, 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 yada. Well, the, the first thing that, the first thing when I listened to this podcast, it came across to me that he was like a gilded lover, that, well, screw you, you got rid of me, I'm going to make sure your life's hell. And when you start listening to it, then Quandre Diggs gets on Twitter and he's like, said something like, exactly, or, or something like that, along those lines, saying that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So... When you look at that, they, it went into Sunday, and it, and it showed. You, it showed a distracted football team. They, defensively, there was hardly any effort in the first half. James Winston damn near threw for 300 yards in the first half, which is insanity. Yeah, I didn't watch a minute. Oh, uh, it was bad. And then the, second, the third quarter, Lions started a little bit of life. Um, the offense finally started clicking. I thought Jim Bob Cooter was calling in the first <laughs> half. Um but then they started letting Blau throw the ball downfield. They start spreading it out. I mean, this team first off is playing practice squad players. Like they're not. Which playing, is okay. Keep which, losing. Yeah, it's okay. Which we'll get to that. Um, fourth quarter, they're starting to come back, and Tampa is just on their on the backs of their heels, just fighting and fighting. And Blau throws a pick, and the next drive they fumble it, and then you just saw you just saw the air taken out. So. That was, I mean, in summary, I felt like that was a very distracted loss. I think there's just so much chatter going on in the Twitterverse. Before this game was, was Patricia coming back? Was Bob Quinn coming back? And then it came out today that the Ford family flat out said, they're both coming back and we're not selling the team. I think the reason you saw that is because of the attendance on Sunday. Before kickoff, for shits and giggles, I looked for just tickets because I had a little insider secret on how to get decent price seats. And end zone seats for the fourth row were thirty seven bucks <laughs> for an NFL game. That's wicked. I mean, that it's I almost mean, worth it there. Yeah, I mean that, that just shows though the state of the team. And I think the message has been sent the past two weeks to the Ford family and Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia that this isn't acceptable. We have to do something. Now, you could argue that there's no other team in the NFL that's as injured as the Lions are right now. If you look at that IR list, when you're first, second, and half of your third string's on it, you're you're going to lose ball games. Sure. So the, the Ford family wrote a letter today basically you know, saying thank you for sticking with us we understand that this isn't good enough we've discussed with bob Quinn and matt patricia essentially it's coming down to playoffs or bust next year Mm -hmm. and it should there should be that expectation i mean it no matter what there needs to be that expectation if you're if you're in the nfl you need super bowl that that's what we're all here for um I don't know how genuine the letter is because then you get into the Hakeem Vales. He also goes into Martha Ford saying he met her like four or five times and she had no idea who the hell he was each time she met him. Rebuttal that. Dude, she's she's 94 years old. Like, there's not... I mean, come on. Like, give it a little bit of space here. Like I said, a little bit of a gilded lover. I don't know, man. I, I just... They go into Denver this weekend. Um, it's going to be cold. It's, it's Denver in December, so I, I don't expect much. Um, I'm taking. I mean, I'm taking Denver. I mean, Drew Locke has played pretty good. Um, the Detroit Lions defense, outside of Slay getting selected to the Pro Bowl, has shown no signs of life. Coleman's fallen off. Melvin's fallen off, and that's where I feel like the effort is just gone. I think they're at this point where like, you know what? Let's just get let's just go home. And if that's and if that's the case, that's fine. But don't come back. Because Patricia and Quinn are trying to build something here. And I think that's somebody had asked me earlier today, what's your thought? What's wrong with the Lions? There's such an inner culture clash in that locker room right now. That you're not going to win. You've got the Caldwell guys, and you got the Patricia guys. There's no happy medium right now. You're either all aboard Caldwell or you're all aboard Patricia. Vales, Diggs, Slay, those guys, those were all Caldwell guys. Caldwell never got after him. He never made them play better. Yeah, you were 9-7, but you didn't play good against winning teams. Like, you weren't even competitive. Hmm. Yes, we're we're three and whatever right now, but we've been in every single game. That didn't happen with that didn't happen with Caldwell. It never happened. We went and we had a couple playoff appearances, and it, it it just was never there. So to me, I think it's a culture clash within that within that team within that program. It's just. It's true. I think you've got players that still want to be. The coach is your best friend, and then you've got Patricia's work. he's going to be your best friend off the field, but on the field, he's going to be up your ass. Mm-hmm. And they're they're grown men. They don't like it. It's your job. It's your mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If exactly, it's your job. So I, I, to my opinion, I think if you if you don't like what Patricia's doing, do what Jarvis and Odell are doing. Say trade me. Mm-hmm. Say come get me. Because there's no room for it. It, there's, that's the one thing about anybody everywhere. If you don't like your job, there's the door. Now, you can't do, and you can't just keep changing
0: coaches. That's not, no. You, you're not. That's like putting paint on something. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna wear off. So I mean, it. It's not Patricia. It's like I agree with you that it's a culture issue. But it's the Lions. It's been a culture issue for. Six years. I've been alive for thirty-one years, so yes, yeah. that's what I've seen. I mean, they need to keep losing. Yep, at they this have point to. to just to help better the draft stock.
1: So then that then getting into the draft, if we get to number two and Chase Young doesn't declare, he comes back for whatever crazy reason he decides to go back. The question then becomes, who do you take? I say trade back. I say you trade back to six, seven, eight because your offensive line is good. You could potentially take like an Andrew Thomas or somebody like that move him over to right tackle, call it good. He's that linebacker from Clemson, isn't he pretty Isaiah Simmons. He's, he's a top 10. That'd he's, be somebody I'd be intrigued at. Not at 2. Yeah, not at 2. If he traded back. Which and then you, there's still talk of Okuda at like three, which to me is not good. I don't like that I think you trade back and try to get Delpit or something like that. Um, Because there are going to be teams out there that are going to want a quarterback, and there's going to be teams that are going to leapfrog the Dolphins. And they're willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. You've got Indianapolis, you've got Tennessee, like you've got teams out there that are going to want to leapfrog the Dolphins. Elf's got three first round picks this year. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, yeah, they're killing that. Because they got the Steelers, Texans, and their own, and they're nice. sitting at four right now. Nice. Somebody's going to want to leapfrog to three. So, I think if Chase Young isn't there, and you're in at two or three, you trade back. Yeah. Get some assets, trade back. Um. If he is there, and you're at three, and Bengals go burrow at one you go all in to get to number two because you have to take Chase Young. Yeah, I don't know what else in that top five is going to help them. I mean... I To me, I, I don't... There's talk of maybe Derek Brown on the defensive line, but... You have that. You, yeah, you have that. And you, you can argue that it just hasn't been healthy. You need
0: you need edge pressure like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the answer. Because if you trade... I mean, you can trade back and get A.J. Eponensa, and you just get a lesser version of what Chase Young yeah. is. I mean, you still get your edge pressure at 10.
1: Mm-hmm. and But how, how pissed off would Lions Twitter be for dipping into that Iowa well? Again, two years in a row. Well, Kirk Ferentz is doing something right, though. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. they're getting guys drafted. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't. Honestly, it's the Lions, so I know they'll fuck it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they'll end up drafting some kid out of like Louisiana Tech. No, recently. they'll take Jerry Judy. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's talk of them even doing that, which I wouldn't be opposed to Jerry Judy. But why? But why? You have weapons.
0: You can and, go get a wide receiver anywhere. Yeah. And this class is loaded with wide receivers.
1: Mm-hmm. Why not just trade back and get Devontae Smith later? Because it's basically the same thing. Well, my also my thought, it's the same with cornerbacks. Yeah. Trade back. Yeah. Take Jalen Johnson from Utah. Take take Sean Wade from Ohio, take the other Buckeye. Take yep. Sean Wade in the second round. Yep. Like it's it is there. Yeah, there's no reason to press for something like that. Yeah. So it's there. I, I you know, I mean this Sunday it's gonna be a telling game. I could very much see the Lions coming in and screwing it all up and winning, which and the next breath, that will all be pissing. Lions Twitter is going to be pissing them on that they won a game. So, I don't know. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's kind of the Lions season in a nutshell, but it, yep. it is nice knowing that the Ford family put an expiration date on this thing and said if you don't meet these, you're gone. You have to at some point. And I think that's the right thing to do, because let's face it, owners, they're only after money. Yeah, And they're losing money with this program. They're not raising ticket prices. Yeah. So that tells me right there, they realize that they're losing their grip on this program. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I mean, that's all i got to say about the Lions. Do you have... No, I'm, I'm I'm I'm
0: I haven't watched. No, no you're, I haven't. you're not missing much, man. Nope. I'm, <laughs> good. I'm into college basketball season now. I don't care about the Lions anymore. You don't give a I got shit. shit on in fantasy football last week, and then my team comes yep. out this week and just absolutely blows up the world. I would've beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But no, so I don't care anymore. Yeah. Screw fantasy. Screw NFL. Screw all that. I hope the Lions lose every game. I don't want them to score a point. <laughs> I just hate them. I just hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting, we're getting, it's time to shut this thing down. Oh We've been doing this God. for too long. So, uh, no, I'm good. I think well, the pick 'em extravaganza was interesting. We'll see. There's some good matchups, and we obviously have a lot of differences. Looking forward to a few games, and we'll see how that goes. We'll come back after the holidays and recap it. Um, thank everybody for listening again like we said we will be back january 8th so a couple weeks off yep uh, you, guys, you guys will go through withdrawals not hearing us but i think you'll be okay you'll be able to survive yeah so hopefully everybody has a merry christmas good new year yep. everything goes well for everybody um i don't know we'll, we'll still see each other we're going we'll be around no oh, yeah we'll still see each other but uh No, thank you guys all for listening again. Just get us on social media. uh, Spartans, Wolverines, Beards on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And share, subscribe, like, rate, review, all that stuff. And when you're sitting at your table for Christmas dinner, tell them, you know, Maybe you should listen to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast. You can hear some really interesting takes about
1: sports. Yeah, when your cousin gets those nice sets of Beats by Drake, you are like, maybe no, you should listen to one of those. Here, I got something you could try that out yeah, on. Yeah, try that out on this. Yeah,
0: yep, <laughs> exactly. So, I don't
1: know, what other closing, th- closing thoughts do you have? Nope, I mean, lots of good bowl games. I'm very excited to watch it. If you are a college football fan, this is going to be your last little stretch to... Uh, get you through until next August, September. So enjoy it. Um, Like Jordan said, uh, to all our viewers, all your families, uh, we we wish you a very Merry Christmas, very happy holidays, very safe holiday travels. If you are leaving or if you're going far, Um, thank you guys again for letting us be a part of your week. And uh, I think that's it for me. Go green and uh, Merry Christmas. Go blue.